Hello everyone and welcome to a very special Podcast 76 from Football Anya, your home of Dutch football. It's special because it's an Eredivisie 2020-2021 season preview. Very exciting. I'm Michael Statham and I'm with Mike Bell, the Football Anya editor. And we're going to discuss the prospects of every Eredivisie team this season from top to bottom. And we're going to predict where they're going to finish in the table come the end of the campaign. We're also going to give our tips for the cup winner, top goal scorer and so on. If you missed it though, we already did a preview for RZ, Ajax, PSV and Feyenoord, the top four in the Eredivisie, where we predicted who will win the title and the order of those top four teams. If you missed that, do go and check that out. It's available on our YouTube channel, the Football Annie YouTube channel. Thanks, by the way, for 2,000 subscribers. That's awesome. This podcast is also available on YouTube. It's also on SoundCloud, iTunes and Football Nation Radio. Please do give us a like and subscribe if you're new. Comment below also where you think all of the teams will finish in this season's table. We hope you enjoy this full season preview podcast and you also enjoy our preview of the top four teams where we predict who will win the, who will win the league. Mike, it's time to talk more Eredivisie football. Can't wait to preview the full Eredivisie season. And as I just mentioned in the intro there, we've done a, something already for the top four. So I think we should start from the bottom of last season's table and then we'll work our way up. We've got many things to talk about from top goal scorers, cup winners, pl potential player of the year, maybe young player of the year. But let's focus first of all on the team that finished bottom last season, RKC Valvike. They were by far and away the worst team last season to watch. They were getting mullered by teams. And for me, this season, I've got them finishing 18th again. So, Mike, do you think that uh, RKC are going are gonna to struggle again? Because I've looked at their transfers this summer and not many players are coming into the starting eleven to really change their fortunes. Admittedly, defensively, it's always going to be a problem if you are down the end of a table. But I, I struggle to find goal scorers. M Mario Bellat is their starting striker and he, I think he scored one or two goals last season. Yeah, I, I can't see any way that RKC don't finish bottom of the table this year. Um, they've not improved their squad whatsoever so far this summer. Um, they've lost some of the players that they had on loan. Um, like say, Hansen, Lehmans, uh, Vent has gone back to final. I know he didn't have a great time there, but he was a striker. Um, and the players that they've brought in, they don't really look like they're going to have much of an impact. Um, a couple of loanies from Belgium. Um, Lamprow, he's a good goalkeeper, but don't think it's enough to, to keep him up. Um, and I know they've got Vernon Anita and Gregory van der Veel on, on trial. And um, I have to do eventually sign them to, to contracts. It's not really going to solve many problems. Yeah, the, the struggle is going to continue for AKC Volvike. And when, when I was looking at the Eredivisie table for this season, I thought that a lot of the teams from ninth downwards to sort of 16th were really hard to choose with their position but then RKC Valvik by far have the weakest squad in, in my opinion and it sounds like yours as well that we're, we're both going to have them finishing bottom of the table again they just don't have the money to improve Fred uh, Fred Grimm is a decent manager uh, for that level of football but for me won't be turning their fortunes around moving on to last season's 17th place team, Arders in Haag. Again, I have gone for them finishing in the same position. I think that 17th and 18th position, which is both of those direct relegation places, are going to be filled by the same teams, Ardo and AKC. Because Ardo have taken away a lot of their key players, Lex Immers, Berkelsdijk in defence, Aaron Myers is the captain in his room at the moment to be leaving. Those players who have been Ardo for over those years, keeping them in the sort of mid-table positions, admittedly were did struggle last season, but that was because the team had lost El Kayati, attacking midfielder, who was helping them get all those goals, and they just never replaced that. And when Alan Pardew came in and brought in all these English players, 
Pardew didn't have the coaching impact that some of us thought that he might have been able to have. I think Mike would disagree with that, considering his um, luck with Newcastle, his beloved Newcastle. Um, but now they've started again with a new manager, Rankovic. They've brought in loads of young players who seem to be between the ages of 20 and 22. Players that haven't yet proved themselves at senior level. And it's kind of be a bit of a mixed bag with how these players are going to turn out. It could be that they've scouted them to perfection and that their players other clubs didn't, didn't pick up. But uh, for me, I think Ardo don't have enough solid players who solid senior players who are going to keep the squad together. There's not enough quality attacking wise, and for me, they're going to be relegated this season with RKC. Mike, do you agree with that? I think Adel and Hag are going to have a better season than they had last year. I think that Hugo's Dyke and Emma's yeah, they're club icons and they've been part of that club for years. But I think that that's also part of the problem. I think that they weren't that good. Um, I think that the players that to bring in could be better than them. I think that Pete Bayern's a good signing from, from FC20 for the defence. I think that they're going to add to the squad in the next few weeks as well. Um, Ricardo Kishner's going to sign from. I know that he's always had his fitness issues ever since he's left Ajax, but if they can get him towards being fit and, and playing well, I think he's a great signing for them. And I think that some of the players they've brought in are, are quite exciting. Um, young winger, the Dutch winger from Roma, um, Vincent Boisjean. I know he's not had many first-team games, but apparently he's really talented. And they've got um, Arwiller, the striker from Young Utrecht, who scored the winner against AZ in their pre-season friendly. Um, yeah, I think that we'll see another couple of signings in the next few weeks. I think they'll get some more experience in there. But I think that the coaching's got to be better. I think that Pardew was such a mistake and why they thought bringing him in was a good idea and then allowing them to bring in all these loanies from, from England. Like, the heart wasn't in it. Like, the players that were coming in were not good enough for their division. I think that Pardew came and had some sort of idea that their division was like League One or something and that signing up with the one players from the Championship was going to be totally fine and they were going to be easy games. But yeah, I think that that quickly got Quelled and there's a reason why other than Hag were like, nah, see you later at the end of the season. Um, that's because he was totally the wrong coach for them. I think that Rankovic knows the club, knows the league, and I think that it's going to be a much better situation around other than Hag this year. And I think that breathing some new life into the club with youngsters is is a good idea. Um, I don't think they're going to you know, rise hugely up the table, but if they're safe in, say, 13, 14 at the end of the season, then that's a good campaign for them, and then they can build on that. So what position do you think that Ardo will finish this season, Mike? I'm going to go against what I've originally put my table and say 14th. Interesting. So I've gone 17th and you've gone 14th, Mike. And just to confirm again, we've both got our full tables here and we're we the amount of times that I changed that bottom half, the amount of times I crossed out teams, put teams there, then switched them back. It's going to be very hard to predict because there's going to be probably only a few points between the whole of the bottom half anyway, perhaps, with uh, the, the quality levels that are there. And yeah, 16th upwards for me, up to about 8th, was very tricky to predict and I was switching around a lot. If you are listening to our podcast, make sure you leave a comment either on Twitter, if you follow us both on Twitter, uh, we're going to probably post our full lineups sometime very soon. Or if you're on YouTube, you can leave us a comment there, letting us know your full table for the Eredivisie season. Now then, moving on to the next team. Last season in 16th was Fortuna Sittard. This season, I think they're going to be in 11th. I think they're going to be much higher at the table. They've made some excellent signings for that level of the Eredivisie. That, for example, um, Fleming has come in from Pex Waller. You've got Sebastian Polter, who's a target man striker, brought in from Germany. Matt Sönchens was a starting player for RZ Alkmaar, a very good attacking midfielder. Signed him from Turkey, where he wasn't really getting a game. Emil Hansen is someone that they've actually paid money for as well. Um, he was on loan at RKC last season, another reason why I think RKC will struggle. Emil Hansen is an attacking left winger, brought in from Hanover. Um, and yeah, just a few players brought in around the edges, really. 
uh, young players or a uh, new right back, for example. But those key players, um, Sunchens, Poulter, Roy Janssen as well, point from VVV, a young, uh, an experienced defender. Signing George Cox permanently is going to be the starting left back. I think Fortuna Sittard have uh, strengthened really well. And I know that their, their chairman actually is um, a, a, a regular listener of our podcast. I'm sure that he'll enjoy us saying that they're in for a good season. I don't know if you agree with this, Mike, but I don't think Fortuna Sittard are going to be in much relegation trouble. I can see them avoiding relegation. I've got them in 15th. I think that you're right. Um, they've signed well. This time I think Max Engines is a great signing for them. Um, Veron Parker's exciting youngster and Alexa Hansen's a good signing. Um, but they are to replace such key players from like Demers has gone to Feyenoord. He was excellent for them. Um, and Sis up front, I think he was a revelation last season. He chipped in with, with goals, which will help them steer away from the bottom two. Um, yeah, they're going to have to find a, another goal scorer. I think Sinjin's would play up front. I mean, did it for AZ in his last season there. And I think he will get plenty of goals in there to visit. But yeah, I agree. I think they've done it. They've done great this summer. Um, and I can see them being safe. There's definitely worse teams in the league than them. Um, definitely three worse teams in the league for me. Um, and yeah, I think that with a lot of these teams, you can see them finishing anywhere between 16th and 11th. It's that close. Um, and for chance to for me at 15th, but I can easily see them finishing higher up the table as well. It's it's hard to also pick out teams that might surprise us all and finish, say, in the top eight, top seven. Fortuna Sittar could be one of those teams. Uh, be, I, one of the reasons I say that is because they won a lot of home games last season and that, that, that form is what kind of um, just sort of kept them alive, really. They didn't win a lot of games last season, but their, their, their home wins were what sort of kept them going. That could be important again. Looking then back to last season's table, this is how we're doing it today, where we're looking at last season's table, working our way up, and then talking about this season's chances. Peck Swallow are last season's 15th place team. I think they're going to struggle this season. And when I was choosing my third from bottom team, Peck Swallow sprang to my mind originally. Then I thought, no, they've got a lot of good senior players. John Stakerman's a manager. But then I thought back to the struggles of last season as well, where they were um, playing some really quite tepid football. The, and John Stakerman as well, earning his reputation at Her Hercules Almelo, and he went to go ahead Eagles in the second division, which is a bit of a surprise. We thought that he was a, a good area of his manager. He's come back and coached Pexola last season. And I don't know about I don't know about you, Mike. But when I was seeing him on the touchline, he just looked like he was. Really annoyed, like didn't look like he was happy to be at the club. And that's not a sign of a manager who is enjoying his time. You know, in the post-match interviews, he was often annoyed at the referee, annoyed at a player. He never really was speaking very positively um, about the results. He acts like someone who may be a little bit frustrated with the, the board above him. And I think that he could be a contender for one of the, the first managers to leave uh, their club this season. And if Pexwell are struggling, it might spiral into a bit of a poor season and it could end up with them being re being relegated. I've got them finishing 16th in this season's table. And a quick look towards their summer transfers. I'm just pinging up on my screen right now. Jess Bedros came in from Heracles. Rico Strida um, is, is saying he's signed permanently. But then a lot of players are left. T, their striker. Um, a lot of players around the edges. Van Croy, Elbers, Fleming... Gustavo Harm has left for Coventry, and they've not really spent that money. Not a lot of quality has been brought in. I guess one of the plays you could speak positively about is Tedic coming in from Manchester City on loan. Not to be mistaken with Tadic, of course. He could surprise us in attack. But I, I finished my lecture at Peck Swallow, Mike. What do you think? I've gone finishing 16th, though. In the table, I've just woke up. I've got them in 17th. I think I go down. Automatically, I'm just looking at the transfers in. If Tedic doesn't adapt to the league, he's a big, tall, powerful striker. He could score loads of goals, but he could also flop. I've seen um, some of these players come in from loans from Manchester City. Um, you know, Nack Breda or one copped it. Loved signing Loney's from there. Um, some of them are hit and miss. If Tedic is a miss, then Pexville, I think, are in trouble. 
they've got a raise up front. Um, but if he doesn't stay fit, he's, he's getting on as well, age-wise. I think that just looking at their squad and all around, they could be in big trouble. I don't think they've signed that well. Rico Strider and Esper Dross aren't exactly amazing signings. And kind of just goes back to a couple of years ago when you know, Pex were winning the KNVB Cup and they released an announcement that you know they've had like a five-year plan to be a consistent top six team in their division. I think that since that moment, it just sort of gone downhill for them. Um, ever since Ron Yan's really left, it's just been spiraling and I can see it ending with them eventually getting relegated because they're not signing enough players, which is fair enough this summer because of the coronavirus and not a lot of financial help is about. But the players that they've allowed to, to leave, um, Van Croy going to such a, a relegation rival again in VVV, um, tied to, to Sparta Rotterdam, you know, they're losing their players to teams that are around them. Um, which could end up biting them because they could end up, for me, finishing 17th. Um, as close, they could scrape 16th. I think that's really where they're looking at just avoiding relegation this season because unless they sign in a couple of players, the squad just looks too weak. I agree absolutely, Mike. Uh, the next team in last season's table is FC Twente. I've got them finishing in the same kind of position again, Mike, because they had the opportunity this summer to really overhaul their squad. A lot of players left on free transfers, which was, for me, a surprise. Like, I, I was surprised that a few of their out-of-contract players, Ator, for example, or Vukic, um, the striker, that they didn't stick around another year and, and really lead the club to, to high, higher reaches in the league. It, a lot of these players are left. They were left with, like, six senior players. One of the players that has stayed and... Um, could be bought this summer, but he's a very good goalkeeper. Joel Drummel um, earned his critics when he was started out as a teenager when FC Twente are throwing him in. But he's coming out now the other side of it and he's an excellent goalkeeper and could even be a potential future Netherlands goalkeeper. Um, anywho, Twente's squad is full of lone players now. They, they didn't really take the opportunity to, to purchase a couple of players who could become regular starters at the club. Valt Brahma sort of keeping that, that team together with his experience of the club. Otherwise, yeah, a lot of the players have been there one, two years and therefore don't really feel the club, don't understand the club the same. They've got some okay squad depth though now with the players they have signed. Surprisingly in pre-season, I thought that goals would be a problem. That doesn't seem to be the case. Cherney is someone I didn't rate, but has signed an open Utrecht and has looked good in pre-season on the right wing. Lazarus Lampreau, the left winger uh, who impressed Fortuna Sittard, went to Greece but has now returned to the Netherlands. He looks a very good signing on the left. So I think another season for Twente where there might be a little bit of trouble with relegation but will be okay. I've put them finishing 13th this season. What are your thoughts, Mike? Um, and is there any potential for them to finish in the top half? Because that's where they want to be. Yeah, for me, I'm maybe going drastically wrong here. Um, but I've got them finishing ninth. I think that Ron Jans is a, a great appointment for them. Um, I think they got it wrong with a coach last year. Um, I think Ron Jans knows the division. I think he's going to come in. He is overhauling the squad a little. I think there's still signs to be made. I think they're still looking to bring in another couple of players. I think it depends on other clubs getting signings in first. I think they're looking at a Kellen camp at Ajax. I think that the players they have signed, I think Pieri, who has a big point to prove, I think if you get the Kieran Vane, Pieri, you've got an excellent centre-back. I know he's out injured at the moment, but when he comes back, I think Danilo looks like an exciting attacker. He scored twice in his, his debut yesterday against, was it Holsten Clyde, the, the German second division club. Um, Jeremy Jeff could score some goals. He's already scored some goals in pre-season. Um, Abue, who got back from Benfica, he was excellent when he was previously in the Eredivisie. I think that they've signed well. I think these players are, are good in it. They go around the players that are already there. And I think they have some exciting youngsters already. SC20, Roma Arato in midfield is, is a great player. Um, so yeah, I think that the clubs that are around them um, will struggle. And I think that SC20 could be one of the clubs that actually take advantage of that. Because, yeah, they've got... <laughs> 
a great goalkeeper in Dromo. Um, and I think that the players that they've signed are the better than the players that some of the Cubs random have signed, and I think that could push them into a top half finish. I don't think they can go for Europe. I think they'll take advantage of the fact that Heracles, Hera and Vane, Cubs are out just aren't as strong this year. Um, I think they'll end up finishing ninth, and that'll be an excellent season for them because it's just a a place for them to build and build and get back to where they want to be, which is challenging for the top four. Um, that's probably another couple of years away. I think that you can you can tell that by the fact that all their signings this year, except for one, are loan signings because they don't have much money there anymore. I think that the financial issues that they had since winning the title have been an issue. I mean, they're looking at bringing back a few of their older players this summer. You know, Elia was linked before he went to Utrecht and a few other ones, Ola John was linked as well. I mean, these are the sort of players that they're looking to bring back to the club. Um, so yeah, I think that they're going to have a good season this year. And I might be wrong, but ninth is where I put them. No, I think that's fair enough to go with that. Ryan Jans is a very safe pair of hands as manager. Drummond's a very good goalkeeper who could help to clean some, keep some clean sheets. Their two starting centre-backs will probably be Schenk and Pegasuelo, who were at the club last season. So you've got a bit of consistency in there. We'll have to see how it goes for the Twente, but they've signed some good players. It's just quickly, how quickly they can knit together as a, as a team. And when the going gets tough, can they pull out the results? And by the end of the season, then we'll hope to try and keep some of the lone players permanently. And that, that could then start to see Twente build and grow as a club. The next club we're going to talk about is Ve 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 Venlo, who every season since they've been back in the disease, that they, they, they're just plugging away and they are always um, around the bottom half. They always fight to survive. And yet again, they did that last season. They pulled out some great results and stayed up. And I think the same is going to happen again. I've got them down to finish 14th this season. Perhaps down there, when the going gets tough, they will get those results to just get them out of trouble. In terms of summer signings, they haven't exactly pulled up any trees. But then with the budget that they, they, they have got, you don't really expect anything else. But what has been good is they signed a lot of players permanently. Um, Gus Huppert's is uh, a good attacking player who has history of playing well in the Eredivisie. They brought him back from Belgium. Again, though, I just wonder where the goals are going to come from. They signed that new Greek striker, didn't they, Micah? I just wonder if he's going to be the answer up top. So still some question marks where the goals have come from for Vevevev because didn't have a lot of them last season either. Defensively, though, I think they're going to be very tight again. Yeah, I think you're right in the fact that they've spent one little money they have well this summer. Um, I think that bringing back Peter Van Croy from Pegsville was an excellent signing. And yeah, up front, they've signed two strikers, so Arias from Emin, who didn't exactly score loads of goals for them, but he's a tidy player, he's a strong player up front. And you just need to make sure, just wait and see if this um, Greek striker, Giacu Makis, is, is good enough for their division and see if he can score the goals to keep them above the relegation zone, I've gone for them in 12th. Um, again, it's, it's so tight around these teams that you just don't know which ones could be, but I've gone 12th for them. I think that'd be an excellent season. Um, yeah, I think, if, I think they'll be safe. I can't see them going down with the players that they've got. I think they've got good enough squad, good enough manager to keep them out of it. I think Hans de Koenig did excellent when he was appointed last season. Um, and yeah, I think that just in for a very safe and mid-table season. There's not really much else to say about them. I think there's one of these clubs that will just be mid-table. They'll lose some games, so when against the teams that are random, um, they'll stay up. That's that's really it. I think you could make the same kind of case for FC Emmen. I'm getting a really uh, big soft spot for Emmen. This will be their third ever season in the Eredivisie, having stayed up the previous two campaigns. Dick Lekeen is doing an amazing job as manager. I think I've picked him for Eredivisie manager of a season, the last two seasons running. He gets the best out of the players he's got. And the reason why I've picked them to be 15th this season, and that again would be an absolutely fantastic season for Edmund, because even though they finished 12th last season, is that they still have a lot of those players that got them up in the first place into the Eredivisie. They're not fantastic players, but Lekeen again has to bring the, the best out of them 
to have a good season. One thing that is really in their favour is their midfield. Simon Tibling is an excellent midfielder. He is a deep-line playmaker. He will be brilliant next to Sergio Pena, the Peruvian midfielder, who is going to stay at Emin for at least another season, which is fantastic news. Kavlan as well, their left-back um, in the first season has returned to the club. More good news. And they just sort of added players around that to thicken out the squad. I just wonder where the goal is going to come from up front. Marco Kolar and Michael DeLeo are their two sort of starting strikers, if you like. Might keep one of them in a 10 position out wide. The question for Emin fans in, in pre-season has been where are the goals going to come from? And DeLeo and Kolar are going to have to be the two that score them. At the moment, I don't see them scoring too many goals. They had an excellent home record last season an absolutely awful away record so they will want to hope to try they want to try and keep the home record and change the away one i think emin might be one of those clubs though having such a good home record last season that might struggle without having a full stadium this season you'll see some fans return into the stadiums emin might be one of those clubs that struggle without them and that could see them struggling a little bit more this time and that's why I've gone for them in 15th. Yeah, I think that it could go with a couple like Emin and go either way. Like the last couple of years, they've done fantastically. Their home record is excellent, but does their home record get affected by the fact that there's no fans that becomes neutral for the first or just half full stadiums? Um, I think they'll be fine again. I think that the players that they've got will see them clear. I've actually gone for them in 11th, um, which would again be a, an amazing year for them. Um, Again, I think that they're so close to the other teams around them. I think that Tibbling's an excellent signing. They've got some good youngsters as well. Um, and yeah, I can just see them being the better of the rest of the clubs in that situation. Um, so yeah, I've gone for 11th. I could easily, as you say, be 15th, 16th. You still know all these clubs um, and how it would be affected by what the stadium's like. But yeah, Dick Lukin's an excellent manager, so I think there'll be another year of him keeping him up safely and then you've got to wonder how long they can keep him before one of the bigger clubs comes in from and tries to, to steer him away because he could easily do a job at a 20, a Willem a Chromian if he eventually gets the chance or even a Utrecht and then if he does a job there then he can move on to possibly one of the top four, he's, he's that good a coach so, he's, so yeah it's probably his last year at him and I'd say and hopefully he keeps him up comfortably. Next, let's talk about Sparta Rotterdam, a really likeable club. Everyone in the Netherlands has a soft spot for Sparta, and we're glad that they're still in the Eredivisie. One of the things that changed for them is the strikers that have left the club in the last year or so. Um, Ragnar Acker, for example, Dervis Oglu has left, and I think they've replaced them pretty well. Um, Lennart T's come in from Pexwalla, and Reda Karchuc has come from the Erste Divisie. Whether he can pull it off at the Eredivisie level, we'll, we'll see. I think he will. They've got a good, strong core to the team. Um, Harush is a good goalkeeper. They've signed a new um, goalkeeper from Germany as well. Centre-back-wise, Berkelsdijk's coming from Ardo. An absolute terrier in defence. Next to Michael Halen, who's coming from FC Emmen. In midfield, you've got uh, Duarte, who, the, uh, Leroy Duarte, um, and then, yeah, and attack the strikers. I just think that their narrow way of playing really suits having two good strikers up top, good centre-backs, and some decent players around the edges. And I've gone for them finishing 12th, again in mid-table. And for me, one of the teams that could, could surprise and finish in the top eight, top nine, um, with some good results. Henk Fraser's manager as well, another good manager in this league. That's my two cents. Anyway, I think that they're going to be um, safe in mid-table. Hmm. I've gone kind of the opposite. I've gone from in 16th. I think this year could be a little bit of a struggle. Um, Abdu Harui is uh, their star man. Um, if he ends up leaving, which he's not getting away to anyone yet, but there's some clubs that from England and, and Germany were said to be interested in him. I think that if he goes, they're going to struggle. Um, I think Ties is a good signing, but I don't know if he's in Mackey, he's good at that. And yeah, Karchuk, he's coming from the second division. It's only, he only had one year in the 
the second division he scored some goals and it's a step up to our division now we'll see if he can handle it if he can't I think Sparta could could struggle for goals and if they struggle for goals then they're going to be near the bottom now Bugles like he's he's a warrior but as I said earlier um, it might be a good thing that Adel Den Haag got rid of him um, we'll see how he does at Sparta but yeah they've got a good manager in Hank Fraser but I just think that if certain things don't click into place then it could be a club that gets dragged down into the bottom three. I can't go I do not see them going directly down after in the relegation playoffs. It just wouldn't surprise me. Um I think last year they had quite a lot of lone players in from you know PSV they had Rigo, Perot, um they've all returned to their clubs. You know, Matai is left as well, he was an important player for them at the back. Naki up front was an important player so yeah, they've signed a couple of players that could do well, but they've signed players from the second division that could also flop. So, yeah, it could go either way for them, but I'm predicting a, a struggling season for them. Interesting. Well, we'll have to see what happens there. And like we keep repeating, the bottom half is anyone's guess. It could be very tight. Could be talking points towards the end of the season with how they finish. Um, but getting that right sort of area would be um, a good prediction from either of us. The next team we talk about is SC Heronvane. Now, they have been mid-table for a couple of seasons now. They used to be a team that would regularly finish within that sort of top eight, top seven. But they've just lost um, key player after key player. And last season, they um, impressed with individual players. Aduka, for example, um, Jidera Aduka, should I say, he came from Norway and has only spent one season in the Netherlands and has left for CSK in Moscow. Um, Mitchell Van Berken is rumoured to be on his way out, but may now stay at the club. Joey Veerman has signed a, a contract extension, which is an excellent thing for them to do in midfield. And in defence as well. I, 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 I um, was quite critical of how Hedden defended the start of last season. But then Sven Botman really sort of pulled his socks up and dragged the whole defence together and they were very solid. Um, Johnny Janssen as well, the manager, has... has could deserve some credit for that. He's got to weave his magic again, though, because pre-season has been absolutely dreadful, hasn't it? They've lost game after game, and they've had a paper-thin squad. I think they've only had, like, 10 senior players trying to warm up for the new season. But now that Aduke has gone, the club can now afford to sign some new players. At the time of recording, we're two weeks before the new season, and they've only signed one player so far, Henk Veerman. They've brought back the old striker, who spent two years in the German second division and has scored loads of goals. And he seems to become a different player. Having him back at the club, and can, if it should Hedenvane sign some players around him and a couple of extra players in defence, then we could be talking about a decent season for Hedenvane. Because if we start with this, their squad being right now, I think we could both agree, Mike, that they'd be relegated. They will sign some quality. And I think they'll have a good season. Like I say, they were waiting for a long time for a Duque to leave the club so they can afford some new players. Um, just a final thing before I do hand over to you, Mike. Uh, they signed a new centre-back to replace Botman, Joaquin Fernandez, And he came from South America. You always take a risk with these kind of players. And I wonder whether his sort of glass cannon type of defending, a little bit reckless, but can be good. I wonder whether that will fit playing next to Drezovic in defence um, and whether there'll be a good centre-back partnership or whether actually he might not be a good signing. Yeah, I think if you're a Heronveen fan, you'd been a bit worried, judged on the pre-season results and the fact that it seemed that no transfers were coming. Um, but as you say, the club was basically just waiting for a Duque or Veerman or Van Bergen to leave so they could raise some funds. But now that they've got those funds in, it's now just a case of how many players can they sign in the next couple of weeks. Um, I know there's another centre-back that's about to be signing for them um, in the next week, I think. It is a Polish centre-back, Bosch Nizioic. Um Probably pronounced that wrong. But um, it's what they need. Because if you look at the players that have left, Van Rijn, Odgaard, Halilovic, Botman, Bednarek, Han, Ho, the centre-back. I mean, it's a lot of key players that they had. Fike, their captain's gone to Saudi Arabia. Um, 
to Duke as well, who was the star man. So it's, it's a lot of players that they have to try and bring in to replace these ones. I know that Mulder is coming for the goalkeeper. Um, and they do have some youngsters coming through. Jan Smith up front could be a revelation if he gets game time. Um, I know he'll be a substitute for, for Veerman. And then they've got Van der Heide, the, the winger that we've been waiting to see for a while. He's been talked up and talked up, but you know, with Van Bergen and Ajuke ahead of him, we didn't really get many games last season. But yeah, it's a club that if they go out and sign four or five players, they will have a good season because um, they've got certain players that are excellent, like Veerman in midfield. I'm surprised that he's still there, but I think that the clubs that would have signed him couldn't afford him this, this summer and he's probably going to be at Herenveen for another year and then he's going to go. Um, but yeah, I think if they started the season now with a squad that they have now and that was it, they'd be bomb too, definitely. Um, but I think with the players that are going to sign in the next couple of weeks, they should be fine. I've got them finishing 10th, which for this year will be a good, good season for them. I also have them in 10th place. And that 10th place is also where they finished last season. They shouldn't be in relegation trouble, especially towards the end of the season. Just because it might take a while for transfers to come in. The window's open till October in the Netherlands. They might start the season poorly, but then I'm sure they'll pick up. Veerman will get the goals for them in attack. I'm on about Henk Veerman, the striker. Having two Veermans is going to be a little bit confusing for Head and Vane this season, I'm sure. And yeah, they, they will... By the end of the season, I imagine, come together quite well. Um, Janssen's a good manager, and I, I just think that they'll be all right. But at the same time, they won't surprise and they won't be challenging for the Europa League playoff positions for me. Just, yeah, there's, it's transition season for them. We'll see how they go. Next, te next team we're going to talk about is FC Groningen. Finished in the top half last season. And as everybody knows, the big news is that they've signed Arjen Robben who will, if fit, play on the wing for Kroningen this season. In pre-season, though, he's only played half an hour of football so far, so it's uh, it's not looking good for the, the people who are thinking that Robin will lead Kroningen to top four glory. Obviously, he's been a legend throughout his, his years, and when he does play fit, he will be a star player for Kroningen. He will come up with excellent goals and assists, and he will be dragging the team, I'm sure, to some wins that you might not have expected. But around that, and if Robin's not fit, there's not a lot of quality. Some exciting young players, um, but it's not great, in my opinion. What would you think, Mark? Yeah, I think that, I mean, for me, running on one of the most interesting sides to watch this year because of Robin, because of what he's going to bring to the club. And I think, as you say, I think there's some games where they maybe won't play well. But the fact that they've got Robin, who's going to score like a magical goal, might get them out of games. But I can see him only playing half the season, if that. Um, I think there's some pitches that they won't take a risk on him. I think anyone they've got still got a plastic pitch. I don't think you'll see Robin playing. Um, I think you'll see him playing in the big games um, against the Ajaxes, the PSVs, the Feyenoords, the AZs, because they're the ones that he'll be so geared up for. But then... You know, it's, it's Robin and a bunch of youngsters, so like, they're probably not going to be able to challenge like Ajax to do play them. Um, I think that the club still has some signings to come in. You know, they're looking for a striker. Um, Zivkovic is training with them at the moment, but they're trying to figure out if they can loan them from, from China. That would be an excellent signing for them. I think if Zivkovic was up front with Robin, they'd add some pace that maybe Robin doesn't have at the moment, because if they don't sign a striker, they've got Postumas so young. Um, and then yeah, it's a bunch of youngsters. Van Cam's talented and Slaw is talented, but that's not enough to get them through through a season. Um, so yeah, I've got them finishing eighth. I think that would be great for them. Um, maybe Robin will do something in the cup games. I think you know Damage is a good signing from Houston's a good signing from Dan Louis is a good signing to replace um, Zifuik, and uh, I guess they're hoping that. Matisua can stay. Um, Pat pledged his future to them, even though he was going to link to Emin. I think they need to add another couple of players because I don't think right now they're strong enough, even though they've got Iron Robin, to challenge for a European playoff spot. I think that you'd probably end up seeing Robin getting a bit frustrated from the fact that 
he can't do it all on the pitch himself. Um, but yeah, what what chance for some of the youngsters that are coming through, act, running into to train and to play with such a superstar? And I think there will be flashes of brilliance from Robin this season. I think he will score. I, I can predict him scoring at least ten goals this season. Um, I think that will happen. But is it going to be enough to push them into the top six? No. Um, I think the clubs that are above them are just a bit too too strong for them. But yeah, I think that we're definitely all going to enjoy seeing Robin Robin playing this season in the games that he does pick. That's right. Robin is going to be such a star when he when he does play. And we shouldn't forget as well with Cronin that one of their stars isn't one of their players, it's their manager. Danny Baus uh, helped Cronin keep an excellent defensive record last season. They actually had the third best defence in the league by the time it stopped in March. I'm sure that he will do that again. They've lost Mike Tavirik, but Vessel Damas from Fortuna Sittard is a decent replacement. He lacks a little bit of pace on his feet, so he can be beaten by strikers when in one-on-one. Um, but Dan Kaloy is going to be a great right-back. Um, Matisiro, if he stays, is a good defensive midfielder. So I maybe they gave him a bit of a harsh time with a lack of quality. I do think that they need a new striker, though, and I think that they might not be quite done in the transfer market, Cronigan. There might be another striker coming in to play with Yostin, um or to, for Robin to pass to when they're up front, because otherwise they're going to be relying upon younger players. I've got Cronigan uh, sitting in eighth place in my predicted table and think that they could push higher if things click. Baus helps them keep a great defence. If they can add a great striker who can score lots of goals, yeah, things could look a bit different for them. Uh, but top half, definitely, I think. And next on the menu is Heracles Armelo. Um, a team that, for me, will be above that bottom half. I think that they just have a little bit of an edge over teams um, there. Scoring the goal is going to be difficult if you lose your top striker in the league, Cyril Dessas. Um, they've replaced him with Sinambakis. Um, him and Adrian Schocker, the the Hungarian player, they've got to try and replace those goals. But then they've got some good attacking wingers. Van der Voorte, for example, might get more games this season on the right wing. He scored seven goals last season. Daniel Bergsork um, was on loan and he made a good impression off the left wing. He signed permanently now. So yeah, in those positions, they're, they're pretty, pretty well stocked. In defence, it's okay. Blaswich is a good goalkeeper. And in midfield, I really like um, their Greek midfielder, Kyot Mortsaglu. He's a great box-to-box midfielder. Um, I remember one game last season we played against Feyenoord. We really stood out. So some good players in there. Uh, and I don't think they'll be too bad if they lose, I guess, a key player to injury. They've, they're, they're, they're not reliant upon somebody now that Dessus has gone. Uh, what, what do you think, Mike? I've got them finishing ninth this season. Hmm... Um... I'm not too excited about Heracles this season. I think I've got them finishing 13th. I think it's going to be a poor year for them. I think Dessers was such a big player for them last season um, scoring the goals. I think they're going to miss that. And I don't think Bacchus, if he's going to have the same impact. Um, Bergsorg, I like him. He's a pacey winger. And I like Van der Water. I want to see more of him. Um, but it sounds like Rive Lut, he's, he's never been a rare standout in the Eredivisie when he's got a chance. He seems to be a second division player. Um, so yeah, it's way that they've sort of gone down in quality this year. And I think that some of the clubs that are pushing them into the top 10 will overtake them. And I think there's better teams in there. I think that Warmer has done a great job since being appointed as Heracles manager. And I think that last season they were, were great to watch and they caused some upsets. And that's because they had not a goal scorer um, and they had players like Maro Jr creating chances for them and they don't have either of them this year and I just worry that they're going to struggle for the goals and that's going to push them down the table this year. I don't think they're going to get pulled into a relegation zone but I think that mid-table is the best that they're looking at and yeah I've gone 13th. Yeah, interesting. Yeah they, they I, I think they're just just a bit better than the teams below them for me personally. Uh, with, with some of the attacking players that they've got, but we'll, let's see. Let's see how they get on. Let's talk about Vitesse Arnhem. Uh, Vitesse have got a new manager. 
they've got Thomas Lech, the German coach, who I looked at his managerial record in the past, and even though I was excited by their new four four two formation, some of the players that they've signed, I found that in the past he's actually been sacked from his last few jobs. It makes you wonder whether his instant impact might be good at Vitesse, but over the season, I wonder if he'll he'll still be able to have the same impact. One of the things that I do uh, credit him for is signing Lois Appenda on loan from Bruges. He's a really pacey winger who Vitesse is going to play as a striker this season as part of their two up front. Him and Darfalau might be their two starting strikers. Um, and I also thought they might keep quite a tight defence this season uh, with, with some of the players they've got. But pre-season, again, they've struggled to come by clean sheets. I think you'll see Brazil playing as part of a back five, actually, with him dropping in there quite a lot. Although against PSV, he looked a bit lost in his role. Uh, and I've still got question marks, actually, about his attitude as a player because he's got the quality. Easily the best player at the test in terms of his potential. But I don't know if he's got the heart still. He just looks a bit lost sometimes with the decisions he makes. Barrow midfield is a good, is a good player. And I think a key player for the Tests behind that front two is going to be Osama Tanana, who's getting better, I think, over the years. Um, he looks a very creative player with some of the things that he can do. Uh, the worry, though, is if he gets injured, they haven't actually got a direct replacement um, to play as a 10. I've got the Tests finishing sixth this season because I looked at the teams that were better than them on paper and just thought, no, actually, I don't think they can break into that top five. What are your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, I've got Vitesse in, in seventh for me. Um, yeah, I'm interested in the bizarre centre-back experiment that they're doing because I think the story is that he's a centre-back coming through at PSV um, and he only left then because he was determined to become a midfielder. And I think him moving back into defence is, is a good thing for him because I think he has lost his way the past couple of years playing in midfield and I think that a new role might bring out something in him and I'm very excited to see Openda in action I think that in pre-season he's been a standout I think he's very pacey and he's going to score when it goes from but we'll see if he can actually replace the impact that someone like Brian Winston had for the club um, and yeah I think Tanana's going to be their key man this year um, he's, he's a quality player that can create chances and I think that Openda and him could Form a good partnership, and then you've got this new striker on loan from Chelsea as well, Broya. We'll see if he can have an impact. Um, but yeah, looking at the players they've lost this summer, um, I don't think Grot was was great for them on loan from Leeds last season. Um, scored a couple of goals, but I don't think he had an impact they wanted to. Um, or Bispo will be a miss, but if Bizarro can slot into that position, then that's him, him covered. But I think Brian Winston and Tim Matavs are going to be the big two that they have to try and replace and we'll see if um, Openda, Broya and Tanan can combine with Darflo who's okay on loan at VVV last season um, but I don't know if he'll score plenty of goals in a side that's going for Europe um, so yeah I think they're left relying on Openda to try and score as many goals as he can this season if they're going to break into that top six which I think they're just going to fall just outside of because I think that the two challenges for that position above them are, are stronger um, and I've signed better players, so yeah, I think that the tests have just fallen to seventh. But I think it'll be close. I think we know that the top four battles going to be close. The battle for allegations going to be close, and I think the battle for the European spots is also going to be very close as well. And I think that the tests might just finish in the seventh position of that. For me, if now the teams we haven't talked about, of course, the top four: RZ, Ajax, Feyenoord, and PSV. You might be thinking, why haven't we talked about those yet? We did, of course, do a top four season preview um, sort of live YouTube stream. So if you are someone who regularly listens on iTunes or SoundCloud, go to our YouTube channel and check that out. You can, of course, find that on our website too, a link to that. We talked about each of those four teams and who we think is going to win the, the, the area of Azili season two. So please do go and check that out if you haven't already. Because we're now going to talk about the rest of those teams who are going to be just above Vitessa, or I've got them in sick for Tessa, but who the other two teams we haven't talked about, FC Utrecht and Willem Tway. Before we preview those a little bit more, I just want to make my point that 
if a team outside of that top seven manages to finish in that top seven, then one of the top four or one of Villain-Toy, Vitesse and Utrecht have failed because they, on paper, have really strong squads. They've got a lot of quality. It's going to take something really drastic for one of those teams in that top seven to, to fall out of it. And the next thing I want to talk about is FC Utrecht, who, in my opinion, are the team who are going to be the closest to breaking into that top four because of the quality they've got. Gerano Kirk might still leave the club. There's interest in England for him and Italy. But Mimou Mahi, Algera Elia, uh, Dalmau, who's going to be now fit playing as a starting striker. They finished sixth without Dalmau playing most of the games last season. In defence, um, you've got uh, St. Iago coming through as a young player. Bergstrom's back from loan. Huchma is back on loan as well. Um, Janssen is back from injury. Kleiber, who has resisted interest from Leeds to stay at the club at playing as right back. And a big thing for me as well, um, Martin Pass, their goalkeeper, another one like Drommel, who I said earlier, could easily be in the Dutch national team um, reckoning in a couple of years' time. Lots of really, really quality players. I just couldn't quite put them in the top four, though, because, yes, they are a little bit better, each of those top four. And you know what? A good times may bring this up. I think the Utrecht are going to win the cup this season. And because they're going to be so concentrated on the Dutch Cup, they might not be able to res to keep up a top four push. And I've got Utrecht finishing in fifth place. Yeah, I would say fifth for them, but I agree if there's any club outside the top four that's going to break into the top four, it's going to be Utrecht. And it's because they've got quality all over the pitch. Um, and our player you didn't mention there was Django Warmerdam. We've signed him from... From Horan, he's just another solid air division defender that can add in there. And they've got Daniel Arzani um, on loan from Manchester City, who he made such a big impact at the last World Cup. I know that Ajax and PSV were really interested in him when he went to Manchester City. They obviously loaned him out to Celtic, but I think he got injured um, playing there. He's not played much football, but he's such an exciting talent that he could make a big impact in the division. I think Elia is just an incredible signing for, for Utrecht. I think that him and Mahi on either side of Damao, that's a forward line that could win them a lot of games. And there's even talk of Van Goldswinkel coming back. And yeah, all over the pitch, they've got so many good players. They've got Ramsalar still. They've got a youngster coming through who's a DM called David Vandenberg. I think we're going to see a lot of him this season. He used to be at PSV, but Utrecht pinched him from there and got big high hopes from new track to think we're gonna see him this year. So I think all over the pitch, Utrecht are strong and they've got a good manager and John Van den Brom and I think that this season they're gonna be really, really pushing for those European spots. I think they're gutted to miss out last year. I think that they were pushing for that last Europa League spot. Um and they could have won the cup as well. I think they were in the final against Feyenoord. Um so yeah I think that this season is as long as we've grown again because of Robin, I think that Utrecht are such an intriguing side to watch this season um, because of the players that they've signed. I think they're still going to sign more players. I think that they're really, really pushing to try and break into that top four and this could be the, the season that they do it if, say, uh, AZ or Feyenoord has an off-season. totally agree with that. and I just think I lacked a bit of bravery to put Utrecht in that top four. And like I say, I think they'll be cup fighters with the quality they've got. If they come up against... Feyenoord and let's say Feyenoord are, are embroiled in the Europa League game as well the week before they've got having to play some different players who tried to win that game same comes you know it comes to a final if they're playing a mid-table team they've got the quality to be better they've got some experienced players who have, have been in these big games and have experienced winning titles and, and cups so I just think that they'll they'll do well on that front and they might surprise you in whenever they're playing at home and they're at home to a top team. Don't be surprised if they win a couple of them too. The final team that we haven't talked about is Valentue. I've got them down in seventh place, um, down from fifth from last season. If they can finish seventh place, that is a, another excellent season for them. Uh, they have a paper-thin squad though, I would say. The players that would come in to replace their first-team players would be youngsters. 
Um, but what they have got on the pitch is top quality. Um, they will give any of the top sides a game on their day. They've looked good in pre-season. Um, they've got the Europa League qualifiers coming up too. And two key signings that they've made are two um, German Ghanaians from Bayern Munich's reserve side. Kern, the left-back, and Vrit, the striker. A really different striker to Pavlidis. Um, they could work well together with the way that they play. Vrit is someone who was a top goal scorer in the German third division last season. He's got a lot of pace. And for me, is going to be a shout for the Eredivisie top goal scorer this season too, if you're putting money on that. Because of I think the Eredivisie won't know what to expect with him. And I think he could surprise and score lots of goals. He's very much a poacher, but also a very quick striker. Um, and we already know about some of the other quality players that they had last season. They've all stayed. Um, they if they if they if they're trying to push for Europe as well, they might be a little busy with that. So I've got them in seventh, but that would be another really good season. Yeah, I've got them in sixth. I think that again they'll be up there. I think that you know last season they were pushing for top four and it just fell away a bit, and that was because you know the squad wasn't the biggest and. There was a lot of youngsters that were there and they just dropped points in some games that maybe they should have won. Um, I think they've added to the squad with, with right. I'm really excited to see him playing. I think that Bayern Munich were trying to keep him for a wee while to end their season. And I think there would have been clubs around Europe who would have loved to sign him. I feel him until he got there first. And I think he's going to be a massive player in their division this season. I think he adds so much to that attack, um, which is already great with Nanaway and Pavlidis. Um, even behind them, you've got Nde Aishimi, who was an absolute revelation last season. Um, they've signed him permanently from NAC Nijmegen. And we're hoping that he can have the same sort of impact with the goals that he scored. So, yeah, I think Costa's done such a good job at Villain 2. I think there was so um, many people doubting him when he got appointed, but he's just done an incredible job there. And I think sick will be another great year for them. And let's just hope that the draw for the Europa League is, is kind to them and they can get to the group stages of that because I think they have the players that can really make an impact in that competition. Um, I'm not saying they're going to get to the knockout stages, but you know, if they get to the group stage, you could probably shock a couple of teams with the, the players that they've got. Um, I think it'll be as great to see them back into European competition because they had such a great year last year and they deserve it. But I can't see them finishing top four. I think they would just fall outside of that. But yeah, if Wright scores the goals for them, then yeah, definitely sixth place for me. And yeah, he could be an outside shout from for top goal scorer. I think outside the top four, he's probably the best best striker that is around in there. Busy outside the top four or five teams in there, because um, yeah, I don't think an our club has a twenty goal a season striker, and he could be one. No, absolutely. Um, on that note, then we we have our finished table, and if 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 you haven't yet listened to our top four season preview, please do go and do that. Um, both Mike and I went for the the same top four, actually. We went with, if you, if you by the way, don't want to hear this and you want to listen to the, the, whole, the full thing, please go and check that out. RZ in fourth, final third, PSV second and Ajax first. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be so tight in these different areas this season, a, a lot more unpredictable with exact positions, especially in that top four. Um, and who who will be in that bottom three, sixteenth is that playoff spot. Very exciting times ahead. Some final things to talk about then. Um, I've gone with Vidic as my my top goal scorer, but you've got the likes of Berzenik, Jorgensen, Dalmau, a Pender at the Tess, um, Henk Veerman at the head of Aim perhaps, and don't forget Myron Bobadou, Daniel Marlin at PSV. See so who who's your shout for top goal scorer, Mike? If I was to put money on it. Today, I'd probably pick Daniel Mallon. Um, I think that he is coming into season fit again. He scored a couple of goals in pre-season. I think he's looking good. I think he's looking sharp. He's going to want to impress the Euros. I think if he had stayed fit for the whole last season and the season had ended, he would have been top goal scorer. Um, I don't think we'll have the same sort of years we did last year where it was Veracruz. I think that even though he was top goal scorer, it was a lot of penalties that he scored. I think Jorgensen will have a better year if he stays first striker. I don't think that when it was a club like Ajax, you're going to have players that share the goals. Um, 
you're looking at probably Tadic being their top goal scorer if he plays through the middle, but you know, let's just say for argument's sake that they signed Luis Suarez, which right now is looking very unlikely, but if they did sign Luis Suarez, my money would obviously go on Luis Suarez to be top goal scorer, but that looks very unlikely. Um, and I can't see Tadic scoring 25 goals in Eredivisie this season, because um, he will score a lot of his from penalties. I can see their goals getting shared around by Promise, by Anthony as well. I think Promise might finish, it's a shout to finish as Ajax, the top goal scorer. But I don't know if you'd get the 25 goals that would make him the league top goal scorer. I think that Daniel Malin will. Um, Jorgensen's another shout. And right for me, Boadu, he's struggling in pre-season um, to find his scoring boots. I think he will eventually find them, but whether he'll get enough to finish the top goal scorer in the, the league will wait and see. Um, but yeah, they would be the ones that I'd go with. I can't see anybody outside the top 10. I can't see Henk Veerman scoring into 20 goals. Um, there might be a revelation that comes into it, but I think that might be somebody like Wright who is coming into the league and just tears it apart. Um, but yeah, I think Daniel Mallon is looking very sharp going into the season. Okay. Uh, for me, I've gone for Utrecht winning the Dutch Cup. Who's your shout? Tough one. I think Utrecht's uh, a good shout, but I'm going to go with PSV. I think PSV might not win the league this year, but I think that they'll get a trophy and I'll say they'll win the Cup. I think we might see one of the te- if a team's knocked out of Europe, they'll probably go for the Cup. It might be a situation such as that. As for Player of the Year and Young Player of the Year, just a quick shout on that on that front because it's so hard to call, of course. Um, for young player of the year, I think it's going to be between um, Ryan Kovenberg and Mohia Tardan for me, or maybe Meduweke in there if he has an impact to PSV. Again, we talked about some of these players in our top four preview, but as for player of the year. I just don't know. You could you could have someone like Brian Linton at Feyenoord if they're going to have a great season. Or Cope Miners, I guess he's a bit too old now for the Young Player of the Year. He could have a great season. Or someone at Ajax, if it's just Promes, if, if he goes on to be a leader and scores lots of goals. Really difficult to call, but do you do you have any idea who you might pick, Mike? For Young Player of the Year, um, I'm trying to do an article right now for the season that's looking at the young players to watch and so far I've got about 43 because there's just so many. Um, it's incredible because I'm trying to look at it from under 21 below and yeah, there's just so many. Um, young talent of the year, it could be Ai Hatterin, it could be Gravenberg, it could be Anthony coming from Brazil and tearing up the league. Um, it could be Perskers, who might have an excellent season at the back for Ajax. There's just so many. Um, Kochu at Feyenoord before he moves on. Then you've got the likes of Stengs and Bordeaux. Uh, AZ, and then it could be one that just absolutely breaks into the, that, like Vandenberg at Utrecht, Postuma at Groningen, um, Chain Nunnally at Bellum Tway. There's so many. Veerman at Heerenveen could have another excellent year. Then for Player of the Year, it could be anybody. It could be Tadic again. It could be, as I said, Promise if he scores 20 goals this season. Um, but for me, I'm going to go Coop Miners, I think, if he stays and AZ have another excellent season. I mean, it's criminal that he was left out in everyone's squad. Um, it was recently announced when you still got somebody like Strutman in there and Ryan Babel. I know that he's in the under-21 squad and uh, battling for um, under-21 European Championships, but the players that are also in that squad, like Reese could play instead of Coop Miners, and you could see Coop Miners in the Netherlands squad. I think that, that was criminal to leave him out based on his performances. Even in the Champions League recently, it was was excellent. I think that he'll have another excellent year for AZ if he does stay and an English team doesn't pinch him. But I could also make the the case that Iron Robin will get player of the year. If he scores 10 goals, Groningen finish top eight, then it's, it's pretty much nailed on that he's going to get player of the season if he has an impact. If you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening to our full season preview of the Dutch Eredivisie 2020-2021 season. Please do leave us a like if you've enjoyed this podcast um, and you want more on this season's area to busy. Please do leave a comment as well. We want to hear who you think will win the league, who you think will be in the top four, or if you wish to, give us your full area to busy table. What do you think it's going to look like? 
Mike and I might leave our tables in the comments below or pop up on Twitter to come and have a discussion with us um, and argue with us. Who do you think is going to be top goal scorer, the cup winner? Make sure you comment and get involved and let us know what you think. Much more, of course, come from football annually in the near future because the Eredivisie will get started and also the Dutch national team will return with the Nations League games in September and October. So subscribe wherever you're listening and keep your eyes on the Football Downey website. Follow us on Twitter so you can see all of the last transfer deals going through and the start of a new season. Thanks for listening. That is back up! That is back up! That is it! Yeah! 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 That is it! Yeah! Yeah! That is Klaassen! Goal!